Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Huddle. We'll hear today's story in a moment, but right now, Mrs. McGee has a worry. Reading the papers these days sure gives me the willies, McGee. Look at these headlines. Hospitals handling more patients than ever. Accident rate equals 1952 high. Common colds... Sure does make a man stop and think. You know, maybe that's why a lot of folks are buying prudential sickness and accident plans these days. Mm -hmm. Just to make sure there will always be everyday living money coming in when they're laid up. And especially when you consider all that prudential sickness and accident plans can do for a family. Yeah. If you qualify, they can pay you a regular tax-free income while you're sick or injured and unable to work at your job. Or they can help pay your hospital and surgical expenses. They'll even do both if you set it up that way. Well, that's an advantage. Sure is. But most important of all... The Prudential Income Protection Plan covers you for just about every kind of accident and every type of sickness or disease. So, friends, call your Prudential agent tomorrow about these wonderful plans provided by the company with the strength of Gibraltar. They won't make sickness and accident a pleasure, but they sure can take a lot of the worry out of it. Hear something pretty? That's Lester Nelson, who lives next door to the McGee's of Wistful Vista. Under the excited management of Mr. McGee himself, Nelson auditioned yesterday for the Victory Record Company. And it looks like the start of a big career. Because Mr. McGee got a phone call a while ago. And it was Oscar Harris on the phone, Molly. You know, Victory Records. Yes, yes. And he wants Les Nelson down there at the studio tonight at 7.30 to make a record. Oh, wonderful. He just heard Lester audition last night, and he's already lining him up to record, huh? Yep. Betcha. You know why Harris has got to have Les record tonight? Because he's in a jam, that's why. Oh? Seems when he got to his desk this morning, he found he had a big hole in his repertoire. Uh, Maybe I better phrase that different. (laughs) Go on. I know what repertoire means. Well, anyhow, they're closing their quarterly recording sessions tonight, and Harris needs a novelty number to put on the back of the last record. Oh, so they won? Right. They dug out that oldie, you know, the whistler and his dog, for less to do. Gee, I hope he knows it. You know, the one that goes... (laughs) If he don't know it, I'll teach it to him. (laughs) You'd better let me teach it to him. The way you whistle it, it sounds like the dog has a cat up a tree. Come on, let's run next door and tell Sally. She can phone Les at the plant. No, 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 not yet. Let's not upset Les. You know how nervous he gets. Well, that's true. He does. The recording isn't till tonight. There's plenty of time. When he gets home from work around five, we'll go over there and then we'll get him. Hold it a minute. Come in. Is this the home of talent scout, first class Fibba McGee of the Eager Beaver Patrol? Hi, Calamon Clutcher. Come on in and park the porch. How'd Lester make out yesterday with his audition? Gee, that boy whistles beautifully. Yes, that's what they thought down at Victory Records, too, Doctor. Mr. Harris down there gave Lester a $100 advance to tie him up till they could... $100? And he's going to make his first record tonight, Fatso, for another $250. Well... Heavenly days, is that what they're paying him for tonight? Yeah, $250. $200 for Les and $50 for me. 
His manager. Holy smoke. $250 for... Wait a minute. Did you say you're taking $50 out of that boy's pay just for going to the audition with him? What do you mean, just for going to the audition? I'm his manager, Fatso. I handle the boy. I take care of the contracts and the arrangements, everything. All Lester furnishes is the talent, Doctor. Yeah. Oh, brother. I'm in the wrong business. Doctor, every man, woman, or child that ever screamed in your office will back that statement up. Oh, you... You've been in the wrong business ever since the day you graduated from school, took your doctor diploma, scratched out the word horse, and wrote in the word medical. Oh, McGee, now don't talk like that to the doctor. Oh, well, he makes me sick. Huh. Hey, before I forget, Ducky, when I left Les last night, he looked a little like he was catching cold or something. Oh, it was just nerves, excitement. I know, but that golden whistling voice of his is so valuable, I can't take any chances with it. So look, Doc, can you recommend a good spray for Les in case he does Yes, go? I can tell you just the thing. Get a quart of DDT. DDT? For Les's throat? That's an insect spray. Yes, if you'll have his wife spray Les with DDT every day, it'll keep the leeches off his neck. Huh? And if you don't know the leech I mean, go take a look in the mirror. So long, Molly. I'll see you later. I guess Les is home from work. There's his muddy shoes on the steps. Punch the doorbell. Let's break the good news. Yeah, I phoned the newspapers about it, and they'll run the story tomorrow. Made an appointment with the photographer for some fan photos. That reminds me, I better get some Les Nelson fan club started right away, because... Hello, Sally. Oh, Mr. and Mrs. McGee, come right in. Oh, isn't it just wonderful about Lester's audition yesterday? And the hundred dollars and all? That's why we're here, Sally, because that ain't all. You see, this morning... Oh, this morning. I I'm sorry about that. I just couldn't shut him up this morning. Happy as a lark, whistling away like we just struck oil or something. Well, you did. You see, not only... I know, but that's no reason for him to refuse to go to work. He just flatly refused. Refused? You mean... Yes. Had me call and say he wasn't feeling well. Then he took his hundred dollars and rushed out of the house, yelling he'd be back tonight with a big surprise. What? Then he isn't home? No. I haven't the faintest idea where he went, and I haven't heard from him since. The silly thing. But, but, but... Say, Mr. McGee, you don't look well at all. You know, you should take some of those pink pills Dr. Gamble gave Lester. The way he bounces around the house... Boy, I... There's more fun with the McGee shortly. It's wonderful the way you feel with dial, dial, dial. No fear of odor, more appeal with dial, dial, dial. It's a wonderful feeling, that dial feeling, and the reason why folks change to dial faster than they ever did to any other soap. For with dial, you never worry about odor. You see, normal perspiration has no odor until skin bacteria attack it. They cause the odor. Ordinary soaps can't remove these bacteria effectively, but daily washing with dial removes up to 95% of them. Dial's the only leading soap with AT7, or hexachlorophene. There's nothing else as good. And it clings to your skin, protecting you for several days if need be. That's why Dial stops odor before it starts. Why users say they just don't feel as clean with any other soap. It's that Dial feeling. Aren't you glad you use Dial soap? And don't you wish everybody did? I 
goodness, McGee, sit down and... Is that him now, Sally? Is that Les? Can you see out there? Is that him? No, Mr. McGee, it's the man across the street. I'd rather... Where'd he go? Why don't he... I'll get it. I'll get it. McGee, this is not your house. Oh, that's all right, Mrs. McGee. Hello, 79 Whistle Vista. Harry, this isn't 79. It's... Oh, oh, oh yeah, I mean... Uh, no, wait. Hello, hello. What's the matter? Said sorry, must have dialed the wrong number and hung up. Of all the stupid idiotic, how could I ever have done such a thing? Oh, whoever it was will call back. Oh, yes, don't be so angry with yourself, Mr. McGee. But it was his last dime. I heard him say, oh, gee whiz, my last dime. Well, there's no use getting upset about it. Well, of course not. Mistakes happen. Yeah, but that was less. Oh, fine. I told you not to answer the phone in the first place. If you'd let Sally answer... <laughs> time is it, Sally? Can you... It's seven o'clock. I just can't imagine... Well, this is his last chance. We're due at that studio at 7.30 flat. Les can either come home in the next five minutes or throw this new career of his right out the window. Oh, darn it. Well, that's how it is. Take it or leave it. I'll take it. Lester! Thank goodness. Hi, everybody. What are you giving away, Mr. McGee? Because whatever it is, I'll take it. I'm broke. Broke? Oh, Lester, you didn't spend the whole hundred dollars. Well, what's a hundred dollars when they're going to pay me 250 more for my work tonight? Uh, did you tell her, Mr. McGee? Tell her? How did you... You mean, you knew all about it? Well, sure. That's one of my surprises, Sally. Oh? But, but how did you know Well, about... we're on the same party line, you know, with the McGees. Oh, sure. And I picked up the phone this morning to dial the time, uh, so as I wouldn't be late for work. But when I heard the news between you and Mr. Harris, well, I, I, I just took the day off. Oh, yeah. Well, everything's okay now, but let's get going, boy. Let's get down to that studio and cut that record. You're on your way to a big career, Les, my lad. Thanks to me, of course. Well, uh, isn't anybody going to say anything about, about my new look? Your new look? What? Well, I, I don't see anything. Look good now. You notice anything different? I mean, something different that's really important to a man's appearance is going to be a big name in showbiz? Tell her later, Les. We're both going to be a big name that you can't use in polite society if we don't get to that studio on time. Oscar Harris says... Lester! Oh, you did it! You've had those ugly front teeth capped. Yeah. Dennis worked on me all day. Beautiful job, huh? See how nice and even they are? Looks wonderful. Say, it does, Les. Oh, they all face the same way now, don't they? Well, wear them in good health, boy. Oh, Lester, you look so handsome. Oh, sure, sure. Well, let's go now, Les. They got a 30-piece band waiting down there. Oh, by the way, uh, you know the song, don't you? You know, the whistler and his dog? Oh, sure, I know it real well. It's one of my favorites. Good. I got a few little tricks I could use in the middle there. Oh? Do you think I should do them on a record? You know, fancy trills and stuff? Oh, I guess so. Uh, how does it go? Oh, he, he does it beautifully. Do it from the beginning for them, Lester. Like you did for me the day we were engaged. Okay. Here goes. <laughs> well, I will be jiggered. What's the matter? Yeah, what's the matter with what's you, wrong? Lester? What's wrong? I just realized, all the years I've been doing that fancy whistling, I must have been getting those pretty whistles through those crooked front teeth of mine. What? They must have been bent just right, because now all I can get is just... 
Esther, what's the matter, Esther? What have you done? We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. Listen, listen, listen to your radio. Listen, listen, listen to your favorite show. The best in entertainment of every style is right here for you. Just turn the dial and listen, listen, listen to the latest news. Comedy and drama or the music you choose. There's a treasure, a pleasure in every show. So listen, listen, listen to your radio. Listen, listen, listen to the latest news, comedy and drama, or the music you choose. There's a treasure, a pleasure in every show. So listen, listen, listen to your radio. Listen, listen, listen to your radio. A fortune. Out the window. That was Lester Nelson on the phone, dearie. That jughead. What'd he want? He's been up to see his dentist. His dentist, yeah? Lester asked him if he could take those caps off and bend his front teeth back like they used to be. Yeah, yeah. What'd the dentist say? What'd he say? What'd he say? He said no, he couldn't. Oh. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble and Robert Easton and Mary Lou Harrington as Les and Sally Nelson. The whistling in this series of programs has been done by Gene Conklin. This is John Wald inviting you to go to a mystery movie entitled Murder Me Gently, My Love, with the McGee's Sunday Night. But if you've seen it, don't tell your friends how it turns out. Join the great Gildersleeve and all his friends tonight on the NBC Radio Network.